Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Here's San Francisco and the incomparable forward, Rick Barry. Behind the line, they burn him again, and it's Barry. And now Rick Barry, the league's leading scorer. What a superb basketball player he is. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Warriors 24. This is Rick Barry, along with my cohort in crime, Cyrus Satchis, the surf man himself. Yes, we're back together again under such bizarre circumstances, something that I don't think anybody ever anticipated happening. Um, never happened in my lifetime, and that's a long lifetime, folks. And yeah, I, so Cyrus, I, I'm just kind of curious to get your, I want to get your thoughts on this. I know how I think. I'll tell you about it after after I hear from you. What what did you think when you heard about the suspension of the season? Oh, I mean, no, it was, no doubt it was shocking. I I, um, I mean, look, Rick, I, I, I've been telling my students this earlier. I, I, when, when I'm on an airplane and we're hitting turbulence, one of the first things I do is look at this, you know, the, the flight attendants to see their reaction. And if they're calm, you know, I'm calm. And with this situation, you know, I, I resort to my elders, those who have been on this planet for much longer than me to get their reaction for a new story like this. And like you said, everyone is saying the same thing. This is unusual. This is concerning. No one's ever experienced this before. Um, on one hand, you know, I try to consider myself to be an educated individual. And from all the research I'm conducting, if you're a healthy person, if you don't have serious medical issues, you're going to be fine. I would not panic that much. I mean, nobody wants to flu or to have something that feels like that. Um, but on the other hand, there's still a lot of uncertainty with this thing. You know, we still don't know what this virus does exactly long term. We don't know if it even st stays in your system or leaves. So the uncertainty is concerning. And, um, and, the, and the fact that now we have high profile individuals like Tom Hanks, Rudy Gobert, Donovan uh, Mitchell was diagnosed today with no symptoms. Yeah, it's crazy, Rick. You know, and I think your feedback and your perspective is much more valuable than mine in this case. No, it isn't. Not really. It's just it's yours is just as valid as, as anybody else's. And that's the thing here is that everybody's entitled to their opinion. And I just think what's happened here is because of the world that we live in today. It has been so publicized and there's been so much about it that they're making it into something way more than other things that we've dealt with in the past. Like you go yeah. back 10, 11 years ago with the bird flu virus. Do you realize 60 million people were infected with that? And did you hear much about it? No. Right. And even now, today, I mean, Rudy Gobert is diagnosed with this. Did anybody care about the fact that Steph Curry was diagnosed with the flu? No. <laughs> I still okay? wonder. And no, no, I'm serious. I'm, I'm being know, very serious about I'm this right you. now. No, seriously, because... The flu, more people, there are 125 people dying every day, I've been told by somebody from authority, every day from the flu right now. Yes. Are we paying a big attention to that? What is no. this in comparison to, to what's going on with, uh, uh, with the neurovirus? I mean, it, it's, it's minuscule compared to what's happening just with the flu alone. It is. And I it think everybody's trying to be on the cautious side of this. And you pointed out very astutely that we don't know the effects of it. It's something that's new. But then again, did we know the effects of what it would be for the other flus and the other things we dealt with in the past? No, no. no. I mean, so it, it's, it really is an aggressive attempt to try to prevent the spread. And Hey, if you can do that and you can prevent the spread of it, but you got to take so many other things into consideration. Just as an example, I was at the last Warriors game, if you can call it a game, it was, <laughs> uh, but uh, what they know, bring you over against, there for against, against they the bring... Clippers. I, well, I was there for uh, the five partners, a, a great group, 
that actually uh, they have investors who, and they go out and they look and they, they seed money into, into startup companies. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it's, uh, it, it was, it was a fun time, you know, doing that. I mean, getting to meet these people, hearing some of these presentations, I love business. And so hearing the presentations of some of the, uh, some of the people that they, and some of the stuff they're doing, man, it's wow. Very, very exciting. I wish I had the freaking money to invest in some of those. Neil Secura, who's one of the partners of the uh, of the company, I actually met him from doing a clinic with my son Scooter down in uh, down in the Palo Alto area, and with his son Max and everything. But anyway, it was really kind of fun. But mm-hmm. and part of it was going to the game, so we did that, and I got a chance to actually see Joe Lake up because one of the other partners, uh, the lady that's one of one of Neil's partners, mm-hmm. uh, she she said she actually had worked for Joe Lake up for years in his company. And so he stopped by to say hello. And so I got to see him and he was the one, I mean, I found out from him, but they were going to possibly at that point play without fans. Mm-hmm. And that was the, the, uh, the case. And they were hoping to have the game on Thursday. And then he said, we got a big meeting and a call tomorrow and we'll find out more. And then obviously they made the decision and the change to not even do that, to just suspend the season, kind of see what's happening. I think they're doing that to finally have a little bit of time, to evaluate all the more the details and other things that are going to be coming forward. And I tell you, by doing what they did, they sure have gotten people up in arms against the NCAA for the decision that they had made with regard to playing without fans and continuing mm-hmm. to go forward. Cause I think today it just came out that, that they are going to also, uh, I, I guess in their case, maybe cancel stuff. I don't, I didn't know about it and I haven't read the whole details about it, but so and then I just talked to somebody, my, my business guy, Victor Gosta from, from Stiefel. I said, he said, Rick, he's here. They just shut Broadway down. Oh, New York city. So no as plays. Far as people gathering and doing, I mean, so yeah. I, anyway, here's the deal is that in life, you're dealt with a, a series of situations that you have to deal with. This mm-hmm. is one of them. Yeah. All the complaining, all of the other things that are going on here are meaningless because it's not going to change what the reality is. And the reality is that this is a virus that is declared by the World Health Organization a pandemic. And so everybody is reacting in an incredibly aggressive manner as opposed to in the past with things that were like this or even more serious like SARS, which was killing people at a mm-hmm. very high rate. Mm-hmm. And so they're being overly cautious. And so you can't really be upset with somebody for trying to do something to prevent those people who are at risk. And as we pointed out, it's for people who are older, Uh a lot older people who have health issues that are pre-existing are the ones that are dying. Did you know, this was incredible. And I found this out of the first 30 some odd people who had deaths in the United States with the, with the neurovirus, 15 of them came out of one nursing home up in, up in Washington, 10 miles, 10 miles from where my family is right now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there you go. I mean, but they're, yeah, but these are older people with health issues that are going to be impacted more. The stuff with Rudy and all like no signs, he was ready to play. He didn't feel all that bad. The younger people, it's not going to be something that should be life threatening. But again, we don't know all the particulars about this particular virus, but it is, I would say a major major response for what's happening as opposed to what has transpired in the past and even currently for what's happening with the flu. Mm -hmm. 125 people are dying every day from the flu and we're not even hearing a word about it. Well, Rick, if you don't mind, uh, so there's two two responses to what you're saying is, and, and from what I've researched, one is, is that there are obviously many more cases of the flu and more deaths, but in terms of a death rate, on average, the flu, I think, kills 
0.3% of those who get it. Whereas with the coronavirus, we're close to 4%. Um, well, so I, I see that's different stats. I mean, I hear different things all the time, yeah. but it's not that high. Again, it's nowhere near what some of the other stuff we dealt with. SARS yeah. was up in the 30%. I mean, we had stuff far more serious than this. So I'm just saying because of the world we live in with social media and the way the, the media is going about doing things, and I really do think a lot, a lot of this and some of the stuff that's happening has to do from a political angle that I'm not even going to get into. Okay? <laughs> okay, I mean, this right. is, we're talking sports here. I yes. keep sports and politics away, but there's no question in my mind that that's a factor. And, and it's just really, it's a shame that it has to happen because it's having such a negative impact on the effect on the lives of so many people. As I said, 1,500 people, every game for the Warriors are hired. They can't hire them now because there's no games. So all of these people are now going to have no income coming in for all the rest of the Warriors home games. Well, Mark Cuban uh, proposed, I think at least for the Mavericks, he's going to pay them regardless. He's going to find a way to start to help the people who worked at American yeah. Airlines Center. But he's a part of that as well. So I, and I, I don't know what, you know what the Warriors are going to do, but I do know that the Warriors is going to cost them tens and t- tens and tens mm-hmm. and tens and tens of millions of dollars. It's crazy. Uh, this is a, it's a devastating situation. And whether they're even going to wind up finishing up the season. Uh, I don't know. I mean, who the heck knows what's going to happen? Uh, I see where they just lift the Olympic torch and they say that they're going to go on with the Olympics in Japan. That's what the word is right now. I saw the, the video of the limit lighting of the torch. That's crazy. Cause, so, I, cause I'm, I've read some speculation that they might postpone the summer Olympics by two years now. Um, it's, it's crazy. This is crazy. I, I do want to add real quick to you. I, I, I obviously, I feel like with any sort of major news event in the world that does become politicized right away. And this obviously is not a good look for anyone who's in leadership because of the crisis. But I, the response, while there is a lot of media hype and maybe the media is sensationalizing the story to a certain extent, but I think from what I'm understanding, the reason why there is such great concern and such a strong reaction to all this is that with this particular disease, the only treatment for those who are struggling where they might actually die from it are respirators. And there simply are not enough respirators in the world. And it really in any community or country, there are not enough respirators. If everyone got this thing at once, if we were not trying to control the spread of it, and if all of a sudden half the country got coronavirus overnight, you would have hospitals and doctors basically deciding making life or death decisions on the fly. And you would have this horrific situation possibly like they have in Italy, where you might have literally mounds of corpses outside of hospitals because they have nowhere to go. And I think that's why the reaction is the way it is. I know. Yeah. Well, they're trying to stop that from happening, as you say. I mean, but it is that percentage of the people who fit into that category of elderly with pre-existing conditions who are more susceptible to it. And they don't want to have it become an uncontrollable situation. And so they're, they're reacting overly. And that, well, I can't even say that it's overly reacting. They're acting in a very strong manner they to are. try to prevent that from happening. And so you can't really fault the people making these decisions for what they're doing. They're, they're just trying, it's like keeping the travel from Europe into here for the next 30 days to try to not let more things come in here, try to deal with as best you can. I know that the scientists are out there researching and trying to do as much as they can, but they're not going to have any vaccine or anything for this in in a relatively short period of time. It may be, you know, months and months before they can come up with something. And, but the thing is, is that if you don't fall into that category, it's not as if it's a life threatening situation for a very, very high percentage of the people in the world. Yeah. 
You're right. And the economic ramifications of this are very profound. I mean, I really hope we don't fall into a recession long-term. Um, you know, you, you talked a moment ago, you said you were at the Warriors game on Tuesday. Uh, I was, I was looking forward to the game on Thursday with no fans, just because we would have been able to hear all the players talk. Like you don't hear that, right? It would have been like like a scrimmage, <laughs> like a scrimmage. And I would have, and, and I heard a couple of people making jokes and I, about hearing the clanks of shots from like an Andrew Wiggins. I mean, Wiggins, I love him. I think he's a great pickup, but he doesn't have the softest touch on his shot. And a lot of people pulled out this clip. I don't know if you can see the screen right now of Shaquille O'Neal just clanking this free throw, and how the sound would have been similar. Do you want to listen to this free throw miss real quick? Yeah, let's, let's hear this one. I don't know if you hear that. Yeah, boing, right off yeah, the front exactly. of the rim. Exactly. He shoots a flat ball, hardly ever gets it over the front of the rim. Exactly. Yeah, this is why you shoot underhanded, because you'll never have a ball do that on underhand <laughs> shot. Never, ever, 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 ever. This touch. <laughs> may, yeah. not, may not be cool looking, but it works. That's, that's all that should matter. That is all that's, that should that's matter. It really is all that should matter. So I guess well, you know, we're going to see what happens, and then everybody – I'm just saying, what is – let's hear this. Do you have this thing to pull up Stephen A. Smith criticizing Gobert? I do. Uh, let me uh, make sure you can actually hear this. I hope you can. Um, yeah, so, so uh, Stephen A. Smith uh, this morning was criticizing Gobert because Rudy Gobert, after his most recent press conference, um, decided to – mock coronavirus by touching all the microphones reporters notebooks and it ended up not being a joke <laughs> he really had it uh so hopefully you can hear the sound um this is Stephen a talking about um about uh and 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 also talking about devin mitchell who was diagnosed uh this donovan donovan mitchell donovan mitchell i'm sorry what did i say i don't said devin <laughs> yeah donovan mitchell <laughs> i'm sorry here we go steve mitchell um i think that you'll you'll hear this as the day progresses i just got a text from somebody they said donovan mitchell had no symptoms whatsoever yeah. he was walking around looking perfectly fine feel you know feeling perfectly fine and obviously after getting tested because all the utah players were going to get tested after rudy <clears throat> gobert who was walking around sick um this is what happened rudy gobert didn't have any malice intent He's not a bad guy. He is a very nice guy, but he was irresponsible because he was playing around and other people were not playing around. They didn't have that kind of mentality for what I was told. And he was making fun of them and fun of media members when he touched the tape recorders and the microphones and stuff like that. He was playing around because he didn't take it seriously. He meant no harm, but it was an irresponsible and a stupid thing for him to do. Having said all of that, here we are. Right. And so now you've got a young star like Donovan Mitchell. And the key here is that he had no symptoms, according to what I'm hearing. Yeah, well, Max mentioned five to 14 days. Yeah, there we go. And you can see the video of, I mean, if you're listening, you can. But, Rick, you can see the video. Of yeah, yeah, he's doing all these crazy things. But here's the thing about it is, is that <laughs> he's got it. It's not going to be a life-threatening thing for him. It's kind of no. like maybe God's way of paying you back. Don't make a joke of something that is, <laughs> can be of a serious nature. Uh, but the thing is, is that so all the stuff in the video, the people you were hearing all of that now, we were watching the video. During the video, he's, you know, people are coming up when he shoots the free throws and they're all slapping hands. I told you that you should never be doing that, you see. You're not mm -hmm. supposed to be touching hands with other people. <laughs> and if you just would stay away from having done the stupidest thing in the history of basketball, one of the dumbest things up there at the top, near the top of the list, is this thing about going up and after guys shoot free throws. Where in the world? I like to know if somebody can reach and find out how that started. Seriously. How in the world did that garbage start? And that's the one. 
There it is. Bada boom. I mean, talk about driving me crazy. Just even seeing that every time I see it, oh, I just go. go nuts. That's funny. And you were so right. And I've said it before, but I'll, it's worth, it's worth repeating on the show to do it. It does drive me crazy. That is the stupidest thing ever. Don't bother a guy who's supposed to be focused on getting a chance to get free points for you. And you got to, he's got to worry about slapping people's hands, especially after he misses. Like I said, Hey, if you're going to do something, if he misses, him, go up and smack him in the head and say, Hey, make the damn free throw. God, uh, I just go nuts when I see that. And guys are worrying about looking for the guys that have to tap their hands. Hey, focus on doing your routine and making the next free throw, for God's sake. You know, there's another, there's another trend in the NBA I've noticed recently, too, and that is when players fall on the floor, they never pick themselves up. They just sit there and stick their arms out. Waiting for wait their for, teammates to come Yeah, over. yeah. I've, I've noticed that. I, I, I remember well, that's a good thing. I mean, you should help your guy out and do that. I know that <laughs> that's – I have no issue with that. But the free throw thing is just so absurd, so stupid, so ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, you can – I mean, let's go on. My wife always says, give me three other words. All right, let me think of three other words for it. Moronic. <laughs> no, waste of time. That's not one word, though, waste of time. A waste. There it is. God almighty. I mean, uh, I just go nuts every time I see it. I, I really do. That is funny. And it is now officially, it is not hygienic. You're right. You could spread disease. Dude. That's exactly right. Don't do it because it could spread the disease. <laughs> it's not something to make fun of spreading disease. I no, mean, no. It's but not, it is but... make fun of what they do. Forget the disease. That's It's just something that I, I wish somebody can come up. I'd like to know who it is because whoever it is, I'd like to really just give them hell <laughs> and honestly, who picked up who picked up on that it's the same thing i mean come on it's like people are just copycats who in the world thought that's a great thing to do and that everybody has said we should be doing that after all the free throws i, I just know. don't know how it, it just it happens all the time now it does i i almost wonder if it's like an ocd thing or like a superstition thing it is weird yeah it's it's become a trend uh, you know, you know, Rick, I mean, suddenly uh, folks like ourselves are the entertainers of the world because there's no sports. I mean, they're, they're at least right now they're going to hold March Madness, but without crowds, who knows? No, no, they just said they're not. Oh, so March, today. there you go. So that's some breaking news. So, so look that up. No, somebody just said today that the NCAA came back and they were getting all kinds of heat from people that, you know, if the pros are you know, postponing the season and stuff, what's the NCAA going for? There are a bunch of money hungry people that are doing it just so they can get all that money from the TV and blah, blah, blah. I, I you know, I don't know. You know? Yeah. I mean, major, now, league, major league baseball, right. They're delay opening day for at least a couple of weeks to try to see what's happening with this and give some thought to how they want to deal with all of this. Now, here's the thing about baseball. Most of the stadiums are open air stadiums. So I guess that's a little bit better, but it's not an yes. airborne disease. It's done by Correct. somebody. If, unless they sneeze and goes into your face, then it's airborne droplets, uh, but like yeah, the droplets and stuff. And it's a matter of that stuff getting on other things and people touching it and then touching themselves and putting it up by their nose and their mouth or whatever. And, so, yeah. So, so from what I'm seeing here uh, right now, the, the conference tournaments have been canceled, but March Madness at the moment, I, I think it's going to be canceled, but at the moment it's still on. Well, how could it be on if they're not having the tournaments? You know, that's a great question. I mean, I mean seriously. It, I mean, you know, don't you point. have to have the winners from the tournaments to be able to see who's going to play? That's a great point. Unless they just announce conference winners from record. I suppose they could do that, but I, you're right. That, that is bizarre. Um, so, I, so we are the entertainers of the world now. I mean, People are going to need to find something as an escapism, and you're welcome. I hope we we fill that role. Uh, but I, I before we 
move on to lighthearted topics. I, I, I don't know about you. I'm kind of burned out from coronavirus talk. It's, it is overwhelming constantly reading about it and seeing it. But w- w- with that said, before we move on from the topic, unless you want to keep going, I mean, you're, you're the leader of no, this. No, no, here's my yeah. advice. Read about it, but read it about it thoroughly. Yes. So that you understand where it stands in context with the other types of viruses and stuff that we've had over the years. It's just that it's getting so much recognition and so much response that has never happened before for some things that have been more serious. And then you could determine from yourself what your situation is and how critical it is for you to follow the protocols that are being put out there. But again, everything that I've read that the other people, it's very few people, if any, hardly at all that have died who are under 60 years of age Unless even those people may have had health issues, they don't know all the details. But that's what the, that's what it is. Is yes. that so? I mean, I should be more worried than you, obviously, because of obviously. my age. But I'm in good health, and so I'm not overly concerned about it. I was never overly concerned about any of the other flus and the other viruses that were out there. I just tried to do what I could. Now I think what they're doing now are the types of things that when the other flus and stuff come about, that if people are educated to act in this way as far as wiping things off, not touching buttons in the elevators and pushing it with your elbows or all this other stuff. If we started to do that all the time, anytime a flu or anything came about, we probably would all be better off. Yeah. And, and we probably would have less infections for any of the other viruses that come along or flus things that come along during in, in the future if we're put into a situation hopefully they won't get to the point that they're going to shut down things and stop doing things that we have done for decades and decades and decades and now all of a sudden we're not doing them anymore yeah you know i've spoke i've spoken to my medical my friends who are medical professionals whether they're doctors nurses um and the universe and there are universe it's a universal response that it's just a matter of when things return to normal simply because they all say this is going to be widespread at a certain point, this is going to be a prevalent, normal virus that is spread everywhere like a cold or flu. And until we get to that point, though, there's going to be these measures to try to prevent it. My question to you, though, is, like, oh, so what should the NBA do? Like, should they, there's talk, for example, of simply postponing the season, not canceling any games, and it's taking this thing into August. That's one thing I've heard. Um, then there, of course, there's the idea of just, you know, canceling the remaining regular season games, and then we start the playoffs as schedule. What would you do if you were the commissioner of the NBA? What's your call? Well, I think he's doing the right thing to find out how this thing is going to progress. What's going to happen. And I would think that the potential of it is, is that once they have a better feel for what's happening with the virus, the spread and all of the other things that are going on, they can Mm -hmm. make a, a more realistic determination or a more valid determination as to whether it makes sense to try to, play all of the games, finish the season late. Then you've got the TV people you have to deal with as far as the games being broadcast and when they're going to be broadcast. I mean, it's a nightmare for so many things in so many areas. It's just, uh, it's the magnitude of this is just astounding to me. It really truly is the the things that are happening. And every day now you're starting to hear about somebody's canceling this and canceling that. And they said, well, nothing more than 500 or a thousand people together in an environment 
but even then, so those people could get infected then when they leave and they yeah, go back, yeah. they infect the people at their houses and all. So it's got to kind of run its course. And then you read about the fact, well, the weather's getting better and it's getting hotter and stuff. So chances are that this virus probably will not be able to survive as much in the warmer or hotter weather. I mean, there's all kinds of things that you hear about it. So we just don't know. We just have to mm -hmm. kind of deal with it. I hope it doesn't come to that, that, <laughs> that we've gone through far worse things before and we never had games suspended, the season suspended or postponed or whatever. Uh, it's just never happened before. Ever. Ever. No. Yeah. I mean, it hasn't happened before. And we've had some very serious issues we had to deal with with the standpoint of viruses in the past. And so all of a sudden now, this one is, it's a whole new dynamic. It's, uh, it, it's, it really is. I mean, yeah, I, I don't, I don't have the answer for it. I really don't. Um, I, I just think that maybe they have a saying that you can't go to a game if you're over 60. <laughs> I know, I'm, not, I'm not saying it to be funny, yeah, but I'm a serious saying, I mean, even to the point of doing it. Yes. I mean, maybe you get to the point you have the games before and they have something to do and they, you have to come in and see whether you have a temperature. You know, they can do that pretty quickly. I mean, you got to yeah. go through security anyway. So let's go and put a thing in somebody's ear with the new things and, and no temperature. Okay, you can come in. You got a temperature. No, you can't come in. I yeah. don't know. I, 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 I don't have the answer. I really, well, true, don't. I just hope that they don't cancel all that stuff. You know, I love watching all that stuff. And from a selfish standpoint later, I'm hoping that they get this thing under some sort of control and that they do have the Olympics and something happens. Even for my son, Canyon, he was supposed to be leaving to go to India to play in the preliminary yeah. qualifying tournament for 3x3 for, for USA basketball. And that's been postponed. Who knows what's going to happen with that? So I'm kind of praying that maybe the FIBA will say, hey, you know what? Let's just let the world champions, the top three teams from last year, be the teams that qualify mm -hmm. and let them go to the Olympics and you don't have the qualifying tournament and you do what you have to do, which would be great because then the USA is in and then hopefully they'll just keep the same four guys that they have there, including my son, and, and they'll represent the United States in 3x3 at the Olympics and the Olympics will go on because I would love from a, I would just love for my son to have that experience. I know what a great, incredible experience it was for him to be a part of the World Cup and, and to have won that. Uh, and, and Cyrus, I've, I've said it before to people who haven't heard before. I only one time in my life got to put a jersey on that had USA on my chest. Mm -hmm. And that was an exhibition game against the Soviet Union back in the days when it was the Soviet Union. And uh, in Indianapolis in my, my senior year. And I can tell you right now, I didn't have a gold medal. It wasn't for anything as prestigious as being a world champion or an Olympic champion. And when that national anthem played, it's the most emotion I've ever had. Because I was representing my country that I loved dearly. I can't even imagine what it'd be like standing there with a, a, a world championship medal around your neck or an Olympic medal around your neck. My son had that experience. I'd love for him to hopefully have a chance to do that, uh, you know, for the Olympics, representing your country. So um, I'm eagerly and anxiously awaiting to see what's going to transpire with regard to his situation as well as all this other stuff. And it's just so many people impacted in so many ways mm -hmm. with all of this that's taking place. So it's crazy. I mean, my day job is I'm a professor. I teach journalism and at San Jose state, they just canceled. They just shut the school down. It's crazy. I mean, it's uh, they're doing online instruction now for me, that's easy, but for professors who are like old as dirt, no offense, <laughs> who don't or are not very. They probably can't figure out how to do yes, a meeting online. Yes, exactly. They're not computer literate. I don't. I don't know what they're going to do. <laughs> but it it is crazy how this is affecting the world. It really is. I I do think at a, at a certain point sooner than later we're just going to have to resume and we're just going to have to live. We and have get, to. And if you get sick, you get sick. You deal with it. Um. You know. So so. But it, let's say for the sake of argument, the season ends. All right. And they and that and they're just not. They're not going to resume the regular season and we'll start the playoffs. Uh, do you want to go through the hypotheticals of 
where we are in the standings and the prospective matchups? Uh, we yeah, might have let's, to... pull, let's pull up the standings right now, and I'll pull it up here and take a look at that and, and uh, see where we, where we are. with. Yeah, well, if the season situation. ends today, the, congratulations to the Warriors. You have secured the worst record in the NBA. Yeah, you yeah have... great. Congratulations <laughs> on that. Well, <laughs> you let's look e- at the Eastern Conference. The Eastern Conference <laughs> right now, uh, the out – yeah, yeah it, it, and it's probably going to stay this way. I don't know if it's going to change in the games that are remaining. I mean, yeah. Orlando has a five-game in the loss column lead over – uh, Washington for the for the yes. eighth spot, so they would probably stay the way they are. So you'd have Milwaukee playing Orlando in the first round sweep, and Easy. Toronto against Brooklyn sweep, and, and so yeah, that's like, uh, <laughs> and Boston Philly would be interesting. Oh, good. that yes, and Miami Miami Indiana. So yeah, 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 yeah. I, I mean, I so who's 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 winning in your opinion? Miami Indiana is that even a contest? Yeah, I think it is. Oh, okay. No, How many I games? Think I think it's a contest, but although you see the big game that the big guy had last night for, uh, and and end it's the end of the season for uh, for the Heat. I mean, for, I mean for the Dallas Mavericks. Wow, which, that's the which, Western which Conference. Big the, the big guy, the, the seven foot four guy. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I think it's pronounced Chris Stapps, Porzingis. Uh, Chris Stapps. No, 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 no. Not Porzingis. No, no, I'm, no, no. I'm not talking about Porzingis. I'm talking about. Uh, uh, Boban Marjanovic. Oh yes, he scored. Yeah. He had thirty-one points and seventeen boards. Incredible, eighteen boards. Incredible. Yeah. What Come a on. what a crazy twin tower lineup you have out there when you do that. Well, seven four and seven three. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's insane. I mean, I remember uh, the Rockets at one point used to parade out Ralph Sampson. And and it was someone else. Akeem great... Olajuwon. Thank you. No, that no, was... Ralph. No, no, it was Ralph. Yeah, Ralph Sampson and. Uh, and I think Ralph it was Akeem. Sampson and Akeem. Yeah. Yeah, and so I mean that's the only other twin tower twin lineup towers. I can think of in recent history that. Well, I mean, these that's... guys have. Yeah, but the problem is, is that Persingas never gets close to the basket. Right. He doesn't post up. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, not uh, exactly the twin towers. It's it's the tower in the suburban area and the tower downtown. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so let me ask in the in the in the three six matchup, Boston Philly, does Philly even stand a chance given the fact that they're just a horrible road team and Ben Simmons might not return this year? Yeah, well, I mean, obviously if Simmons doesn't come back, forget it. I mean, that's yeah. that's that's over. It's all about the health and the history of it. But um, yeah, and they can't win worth the dang on the on the road no so bizarre 10 and 24 so bizarre i just do not get that they're they're a horrible road team and so, here's okay. the thing nobody yeah. don't in indiana they had a tough game the other night, but they're i mean they're they're playing better than anybody right now you look at the last 10 game record and they have the best record at seven true. and three it's true i mean there, there's nothing but everybody else i mean six and four you have a number of teams doing it but nobody's really kind of kind of tearing things up. And then you go to the Western Conference and uh, the Lakers, you know, playing well, had a couple of big wins. I mean, they're eight and two in their last 10 games, the Clippers seven and three. And then uh, Oklahoma City's the team, I think has been a big surprise, eight and two in their last 10 games. They're playing, playing quite well. Everybody kind of written them off. Yeah. Houston has been on like a roller coaster ride the entire season. You just don't know from one game to the next what you're going to get from them. Well, it's like the Jek- they're like Jekyll and Hyde. You don't would, know which one's going to show up. Rick, is it safe to say, though, that, I mean, I, I, with the Rockets, you can't sustain a small lineup like that, right? I mean, eventually this is going to wear well, you down. Well, especially not the way they play. Yeah, exa- exactly. <laughs> I mean, they're so dominant, you know, somebody dominating the ball. I mean, it's, uh, yeah, they got, a, they got a tough road to hoe right now because it'd be the Lakers and Memphis. And that's so, an easy series. That's, for the Lakers. that's I mean, the Lakers should be able to win that with no problem. Easily. That would be interesting. It'd be the Clippers in Dallas. That would be interesting. 
that would be a good series. Although Clippers I think the Clippers, would, I think the Clippers would handle them fairly easily. But you know, Dallas might get a win or two. What about Denver, Houston? Is that? I mean, who wins that? That's a great series. I that think. would be a very good series. Interesting yeah. to see who would pull that one off. And Denver with the home court advantage might make the difference there if they're playing up there in the altitude. Um, but yeah, that that would be that would be the series that I would really look to see. And and mm-hmm. then and then uh, Utah would have to be careful the way Oklahoma City's playing. They're mm-hmm. playing, and because if the, if they started now, because this is an easier way to evaluate the way they're playing right now. Oklahoma City would be a very dangerous team because they're playing as well or better than anybody right now. They're eight and two in their last 10 games, as good as the Lakers. And so they're on a high. And so that's the way you want to be going into the playoffs. So if they started up with canceling the rest of the season and going into the playoff situation, that would be interesting. But then again, it's also going to be a while. That's not going to happen this week or next week, right? Two months. So what? Yeah. So yeah. what's going to happen down there? I mean, my One God, month. you haven't played, you haven't done. So all of that evaluation that you look at, how they playing now? Well, you don't know what they're going to be like. Because I could tell you right now, having been through this, if you, it's one thing to have a couple of days off. More than a couple of days off, you're impacted as far as your performance goes. You're not going to be a sharp. And it does have an impact on your conditioning. I don't care how much you scrimmage and what you do at practice. It's not the same as going out and playing in games. And that will have a major impact on a lot of these teams. And so it's a variable that has to be considered because Mm -hmm. you can't base your conclusion as to who's going to have a better chance to win as we're doing right now with the way they're playing now going into the playoffs because we won't have that dynamic to use as a factor to make our decision. That's true. That is true. Comes very interesting. In the second round, who wins, Milwaukee or Miami? Well, it's hard to go against Milwaukee the way yeah. that they're playing. I mean, they're 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 just a really good basketball team. And you know, Budenholzer, Budenholzer, he did a great job when he first went to Atlanta, and now he's gone to another team that has. To, and they're playing the the right way. They play unselfishly. They play good, tough team defense, and and they've got a great player. Uh, they really, truly do. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's done a terrific job. I mean, if you look at if you look at Milwaukee and you look at their roster. I mean, how many people on that roster get you really excited? Oh, my God, that guy is really great. I mean, he doesn't have a lot of great other players, although they have some other good people. Mm -hmm. Well, talk about Twin Towers. I mean, you got the Lopez brothers that are seven-footers. That's true. To go along with with Giannis. That's true. And and so, I mean, you do have some tall people who are there still as a part of it. But, I mean, you know, probably their second-best player, what would you say, probably Chris Middleton maybe? Yeah, yeah. And then, and then Eric Bledsoe's up there as well. Yeah, Bledsoe's um, a nice player. They got him. That, that helped them a lot to do that. I mean, um, yeah. And, but, but, yeah, but it's – what about Toronto-Boston? Does Boston yeah, that, have a chance? Yeah, because actually I think Boston has is, is kind of got their act together and playing pretty decently. Uh, I mean, they haven't played great in the last 10 games, just five, five, playing 500 basketball. No one's playing good in the East. It's weird. No one is playing good in the East except for maybe the Pacers. That's it. Yeah, well, I mean, even Milwaukee was struggling. They're still six and four. And one yeah. of those games, Giannis got you know got hurt, and then he didn't. You know, so yeah. I mean, it, so you can't really factor all that in. But they're they're the best team. There's no question about that. I think by far they're the best team. The biggest surprises to me have been Toronto. And uh, I think Toronto. I think Boston kind of got themselves back together again and. And some playing some some good basketball. I think Miami's been another big surprise. Toronto, mm-hmm. if you had to pick the big surprises, Toronto, Miami, without question. And Indiana did a great job. You know, they didn't have Oladipo for a long time, mm-hmm. 
You know, so, I mean, that, and then Philadelphia has probably been one of the disappointments. Huge disappointment. Yeah. Right? And, you know, and then Brooklyn and, you know, the injuries and stuff that they had. So, uh, yeah. And then looking at the West, if you're going to go make the same evaluation, the yes. Lakers are doing what people thought that they would be able to do. They've done a nice job of that. Can you imagine what they could do if they had some people who can shoot the three? Oh, that's their, they're lacking that severely. Jeez. Yeah, man. If so, had, so if you had to predict though, who wins that Denver Houston series in the first round? I would I would go with Denver. That's crazy. So no, because, because here's the deal: who they have to deal with 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 uh, you know Jokic is going to cause a major problem. That's a them. great point. Who guards him? I mean, oh. <laughs> I mean because I mean because he's the he's the type of guy that can uh, you know I mean he can go outside. Yeah, he, he can, can shoot, shoot the three. three. Yeah, he, he can shoot the three. The three. Yeah, I mean, I, I just, I, I, I don't know. Just looking down their roster, who's going to guard him? And plus the fact he can post up and he can pass. He's an incredible player, despite looking like Baby Huey. Yes, exactly. You remember my comment. Right? <laughs> Always. Like Baby of course. Huey. <laughs> he and, he and, Do and, and Dokic, the same thing. I mean, Dokic looks the same way. He doesn't look like he spent much time in the weight room. Uh, <laughs> hey, but if you're playing at that level, what the hell? Well, I guess you don't need to, right? It yeah. shows you that you don't have to look like a Greek god in order to play this game at a high level. Incredible. That is incredible. Yeah, but yeah, um, so I would go. That's the team. I, I would go with, with, with them to be able to, if they came to round two, I would – think that denver would be the team i would pick especially with the home court advantage yeah that's huge i mean that's and what a disaster that would be for houston i mean i don't know what you do after this year if that happens um lakers clippers in all likelihood are going to be playing in the western conference finals who wins that series uh yeah I, I that that would be fun to watch. I mean, like people in LA would be happy. If, oh, not not if they can't go to the games, but yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah because I, I think it's yeah, yeah, because you have two teams that each have two great players on the team, and the thing that I think that could be the difference is the Clippers are probably better defensively. I don't know. I haven't looked at the records to see what they're holding people to, but. I, they just seem to be a better defensive team. And when it comes to the playoff time, um, defense is a critical element, mm -hmm. a really critical element. And so it'd be, it'd be fun to see. I mean, it, I would look forward to, to, uh, to seeing how that would play itself out. But I do, I do agree with you that it would be a shocker if those two teams don't make it there based upon yeah. um, the performance throughout the course of the season. But again, Anything can happen. I mean, anything. Uh -huh. I mean, it, you just don't know. And as I've said, like a broken record all the time, I know from firsthand experience what can happen. You know, I, I, because you know, the, thank God I was lucky enough to be on a team that did it. That was a team that nobody expected anything from and pulled off the biggest upset in the history of the finals. And that's mm -hmm. an amazing thing to be a part of. But I can tell you right now, these guys on these teams are not sitting around thinking somebody's better than them. I never walked out on the court in my life didn't thinking we could win. <laughs> I love that attitude. I, but, but I mean, I knew we're better. I said, well, you better play your ass off because otherwise you're going to get your butt kicked <laughs> you know? yeah. because you know you're playing against a really good team. But I always felt that, hey, if we go out and really knuckle down and, and everybody can play well, we've got a chance to win. And certainly I know we felt that way going into the finals. We just thought it was a joke that everybody was saying this is such a big mismatch. So it's, it's a lot of it has to do with the mental attitude going into the game. And especially mm -hmm. if people are putting the other team down. I mean, the last thing you want to hear as an athlete is somebody telling you that you can't play or your team sucks. I mean, you know, you say, oh, well, I'll show you. <laughs> That's the kind of attitude that we had. So. <laughs> anyway. 
Oh, man. It's a crazy thing that's going on here. It's just so it bizarre is. to think that the NCAA, March Madness, is not going to take place and, and the NBA is not going to – I don't – it's so insane. It but is yet, I just say that yeah, – I just heard the announcement today when I went to go and, and get a little treatment for the rib that I hurt when I was fishing in, in, uh, in Amazon. Okay. I had uh, – I heard they're making the promotion for the hockey game coming up for the Lightning here. Oh, they just canceled. They just canceled. The NHL just canceled today, too. Okay. Well, see, then I just so. heard the announcement coming back here to get ready for the show. The last thing I heard was a promo for the for the hockey game. So now yeah, the NHL has postponed their season. Yep. They're all postponing, and, and it's just yeah. a matter of time for the uh, March so Madness. So that's the year. domino effect here. It is. It is. Uh, so, uh, by the way, I, we we didn't touch on the Draymond, uh, Draymond Green, Charles Barkley little feud this week. Do you want to hear sound from each of them? They're back and forth. Sure. Let's let let let's hear it. Let's let's. Let, we, what else do we have to do? We don't have, any, we don't have a game to talk about. Or, you know, <laughs> I know, right? The Warriors. I mean, yeah, go ahead. All right. So this is first of all, this was um, Draymond Green reacting to um, some criticism from Charles Barkley. Obviously, guys like Barkley, but beyond that. Now, Barkley should stop before I go take his job, though. So I can do that well, too. He already didn't make enough money playing, so he need that job. He should stop talking to me. I like to, you know, tendency to end people. So he should stop before I take his job. Not sure, though. If he keep talking, uh, you know, I'll take it soon. <laughs> Sooner than he thinks. So, yeah, he probably should be quiet. He also can't talk basketball with me either. Not smart enough, not qualified. No rings, can't sit at this table. Okay, come on, don't bring up the no <laughs> rings thing. I, you know, come on, Draymond. I mean, you know, I'd love you, but don't bring up the no rings thing. I mean, it's, you know, you were lucky enough to be on a team with Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Kevin Durant. You were an integral part of the success they had, buddy, but you didn't do it by yourself. And so, you know, just because he didn't win a championship and he didn't have the right teammates to be able to do that, don't hold that against him and put him down. Come on. I, I don't like that part of it. Come <laughs> well, on, and, Draymond. And Seriously. Then Bart- <laughs> that's, that's the thing I talk about all the time. Another one that drives me crazy is when people put all this value on whether a guy, how many championships he won. It has nothing to do with that individual's talent as a player, whether or not he won championships. It has you nothing. can't handle no the truth. Extra bonus. Yeah, and people can't. That's exactly right. People can't handle the truth about that. That it has no bearing on a player's talent as a player because he didn't play on a championship team. It's a team, folks. Yep. Okay. If you were talking about him as a golfer or a tennis player, you got something to bring up. Hey, he's never won a major. Great. That's certainly a valid point. But not winning a championship in a team sport, don't give demerits or take away anything from a player who wasn't on a championship team or give more credence to his skills as a player because he was on a championship team. Rick, let me ask this though. Do you think not winning a championship prevents a player from having that extra perspective in terms of being an expert on the sport? No. Okay. The hell can you do if your guys can't play? You're not going to win. You got to have teammates who know how to play and play it the right way and, yeah. and contribute to the success of your team. I tell people all the time. I mean, there's no way I there's no way I would have been on a championship team with the Warriors in 1975 if it weren't for my teammates. Clifford Ray at the top of the list because of the way he pulled everybody together. I'm telling everybody he's the hub. Mm-hmm. 
and the great play of, of, of all the guys, but especially the fact that we had two rookies in Keith Wilkes at the time, Jamal Wilkes, and, and Phil Smith. We had two rookies who came on and played tremendous for us. And so we had contributors to do that. I mean, we would have lost in the Western Conference Finals if it weren't for my teammates. I sucked in that game, at least for the, <laughs> for, for the first, you know, for 30 minutes that I played or so. I mean, I played great the last seven minutes. But, but you know, but if it wasn't for those guys, they saved the day. I mean, so that's what it's about, folks. Don't, don't do that, please. If you're going to start talking about people, take championships out of the equation in team sports. All right. You want to hear Charles Barkley's response? Sure. Why not? I always like to hear what Chuck has to say. <laughs> and this is Charles on the Dan Patrick show. He's like the guy in the boy band who's the least important member. <laughs> and he think he thinks the crowd is like cheering for him. He doesn't realize he's standing next to Justin Timberlake. <laughs> yeah. He's the least famous person in the boy band. And he thinks he's a star. So he's, he's Joey, not. he's Joey Fatone. You know, I'm not going to talk about Joey. I know Joey. Okay, Lance Bass. He's Lance Stop Bass. Stop it, man. We're not going to insult him about it. But he's like in the boy band, who's lucky to be in the boy band. And, like, he thinks all the girls are screaming for him. And, like, no, they're screaming for Justin Timberlake. You're just in the band. Enjoy being in the band. Because you're never going to have any hit singles. Uh, but that's but he's a nice guy. I like messing with him. Um, I do. I like messing with him. But he, first of all, he, he he don't have a face for TV. <laughs> he's got a face for radio, so he's not going. Oh, that says Chuck. <laughs> oh God, yeah. Well, so we're not going to insult the members of the boy band, but we'll insult Draymond. <laughs> Jeez, please. I mean, and and, and I'm sorry that I have to disagree with Chuck. They don't win the championship without Draymond Green, right? Right. Okay. So he was an important part of the success of that team. Not as important perhaps as some of the other people on that team, right. but definitely a very valuable part of that championship. So I don't know where Chuck's going. I guess he likes the controversy and stuff, but uh, so well, I him and for, for some reason, Chuck has always, and I don't know what the reason is for this, but he's always had some sort of weird negative bias against the warriors going back even to those, we believe teams. And, and he just has never, there's just something about him where he just does not want or like to praise the Bay Area and the Warriors. And he's, he's overly critical. He never picks them to win the championship, except, I think, for that, the, the second Durant team. Um, the second year Durant was with the Warriors, he picked them. But, yeah, it's, I don't understand what the bias is there. But those two going back and forth is funny. Um, you know, Rick, if the season does end, who wins the MVP, in your opinion? It's a tough one. Giannis, no, yeah, I mean, tough. it's not tough. Okay, good. I'm, I'm with you on that. It's, it's yeah. Giannis. I mean, again, but just skip. You know, to beat the dead horse, the proverbial dead horse, to use the cliches. I mean, they need to have Western Conference MVP, Eastern Conference MVP. It's ridiculous that they have, and they continue to do this in an unbalanced schedule. It is one of the. It's another one. This the bull. This you throw that one in for another one. I could talk about that. Drives me crazy all the time. Is that is that they don't have to get <laughs> I hear you. Thank wait, you. Wait, wait. It does. It really does. I mean, it is. It is makes no logical sense whatsoever. 
You know, earlier when we first started doing this show, you proposed a most outstanding player. Would you yes, have, have that? Two. Also? You can have two, but you should okay. still have it. Have it for you can have that for both conferences during the regular season. You can't have awards encompassing the entire league when you have two conferences with an unbalanced schedule. Yeah. It just makes no logical sense whatsoever. There is no one, I'll debate this with anybody. You can't have an argument saying that that makes sense. It doesn't. It Do you just doesn't. Do you want to hear? There's a lot of media members who are pulling up the whole narrative case for LeBron winning the MVP. Uh, do you want to hear um, Jalen Rose putting some perspective on that? He was on this on the show Get Up on ESPN. Um, they were waiting. Sure, let's, in. Let, why not? We have nothing else to do. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here, here's Jalen. Because again, ESPN has been has, has been getting a lot of criticism. I think rightfully so for being basically a media puppet for the Lakers and, and LeBron James. Um, so here's Jalen Rose on that show providing hopefully some perspective. So the numbers are a science, but this stuff is also an art. And you know that LeBron James, to have reinvented himself in this way at the age of 35, Crazy. with the Lakers of all teams, with all of the drama that has surrounded them and everything else this year, and him, and all the rest of it, th th there is a narrative to the MVP award every single year as well. And the narrative this year, Giannis is going to win five of those things. The narrative for me this year points west. But anytime somebody does the argument for LeBron James, let's do it without talking about how old he is. Why? Let's do, because but how old he is is part let, of let, the let, story. No, the story. Let's not talk. Let's not make it a story. Let's talk about how they playing basketball. What ends up happening is we get so nostalgic about who's having a better season. Both of those guys are having amazing seasons. But right now, Giannis has the edge. The Lakers are closing. The Lakers might end up having the best record in the NBA. If that happens, and he plays the way he plays, LeBron James, at that point, will likely get my vote. So, the yeah, so what, do you, what, do you think to, what do you think about that? Well, I think what he brought up is very valid. It's the same situation that I just talked about, about how many championships you have. Who the hell cares how old you are? What does that have to do with anything? Exactly. It's how exactly. you're playing. But you heard right there, Mike Greenberg, one of the faces of ESPN, literally saying he's considering that as a factor, even though it shouldn't. Well, it, it shouldn't be it's a crazy. factor. I mean, it's the same thing as I brought up. I mean, people bring things into the equation that they shouldn't. You judge it based upon how are they playing the game. Agreed. Okay. What are they doing in all the different skills involved? How important are they? But again, the most valuable player in the conference may not be the most outstanding player. Mm. The most outstanding player is a guy that's just doing stuff that's freaking off the charts, doing crazy things out there. Yeah. And it, now he may, it may be both. He may be the most valuable and the most outstanding. But if I were running the league and doing it, I'd have both awards. Why? I'd bring more money and I get another sponsor for each one of those awards. <laughs> well, Seriously. You're, well, you're taking the baseball approach, basically. I mean, in baseball, they award the MVPs and all those other things by uh, division, right? The AL and the NL. And that's basically what you're proposing here. I, I get it. Yeah, but and the same thing with the most outstanding player. And, and I think they should always have that in all-star game. But though, forget the all-star. It's not a game anymore. But in the old days, I mean, if it you was do this have year. A, it was this year. Oh, one quarter. She had one quarter. <laughs> you know, one quarter yeah, was, of one, one quarter, quarter of the game. <laughs> but hey, but, it was an improvement. I will say that. It was certainly better yeah. than it had been in the past. Thank God for that. It was. So and, you and I are in agreement on MVP, Giannis. Rookie of the year, I think we're both in agreement, Jaw. What about coach of the year? 
Yeah, that's a, that's an interesting one. I to be honest, that's of the surprises that are out there and what they're doing. I got standings and up uh, pulled up. If you want to look at that. Um, yeah, yeah, no, I I understand. I'm I'm. Well, let's look. What, what do we to make me, a list to of- me? I'm, I'm serious. To me, okay. looking at it, doing it. There is no way in the world, I think, at the start of this season that any but it would be the two. It'd be the Toronto or Miami. Correct. I'm with you. Hundred percent with you. I mean, really, but in Toronto, I'd give the edge it was to, to uh, Eric. I mean, because Spolstra, yeah. yeah, because of the fact that nobody expected the Heat to be there. And even though they lost, you know, a great player in Kawhi for Toronto, they still were the defending champions. And the other yep. guys had an attitude and 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 it's it's a big difference and they have things to prove there. So I would say that the guy that's done an amazing job is, has been Eric Spolster with the Heat. We are in agreement again, sir. And what about for Defensive Player of the Year? Um, well, yeah, I, I, that one's hard to say. To, to me, I, I think there should be more than one. I mean, I mean yeah. the best defensive wing player, the best defensive post player. Well, Rick, in my opinion, the best defensive player of the year easily is Rudy Gobert simply for locking down the entire NBA. <laughs> yeah. Bada boom, man. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> no, he I don't defended, know. No, he's stopped every team. He's, Rudy stopped every team. Way to go, Rudy. But seriously, yeah. I mean, I, it's the same situation. And, and I have no problem with giving out uh, other awards because I think that they're deserving of guys who can do something at a high level and their particular skill. And playing someone in the post is a whole lot different than playing somebody on the perimeter. True. And it's a different skill set required. And so I think they should have two awards. Two awards in each. And it should be in each conference as well. Yeah. I mean, what's this thing for the whole league stuff? Again, without a balanced schedule, you need to keep it within the conference. Yeah. I, and and then, then they can even give out an award and so, hey, give the guy the most valuable player in the playoffs, the most outstanding. And a lot of times, maybe a, a player on the losing team might be the most outstanding player. <laughs> it's true. No, I'm serious. Well, I mean, uh, Bradley Beal would be a great example of that. He has been incredible this year, but his team sucks. But uh, 30 yeah, but even, he, you yeah. know, even in the finals, I mean, seriously, you could have a situation, even in all-star games when they were, were games. I mean, you know, a guy could be the most outstanding player on the on the court and be on the losing team. Doesn't mean it has to be on the on the winning team to get the most outstanding player. Mm-hmm. Most of the time the most valuable player is probably on the winning team. I am with you. Well, see, in my case, I bring it up all the time. And when I got the MVP of the 67 All-Star game at the Cow Palace, the only game that a coach has been thrown out of a game, Red Arbor got thrown out of that game. Uh only time that ever happened. And so here's the deal. Nate Thurman, to me, should have been the most valuable player on our team. And I would have gotten the MOP, the most outstanding player, because I got 38 points in that game and, and had a hell of a game. But Nate was in there. I mean, you know who he battled in the front line? No. Jerry Lucas, Will Chamberlain, and Bill Russell. Wow. That's it? Yeah, that was the front <laughs> he started. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, and it was and it was Nate Thurman. I think it might have been either Dave DeBush or El Jabela or me. I mean, so that's that was quite a formidable front line that he had to contend with. And he had, you know, big time, you know, double. He had a double-double and, and a lot of rebounds. And he, he was tremendous. Rick, are you looking at my screen right now? Can you see what, I'm, what I see? Yeah. Yep. Okay, so but your 24-second shot clock for this week. And again, you might not have done your research, and that's okay. But 
there's a strong possibility the Warriors will finish the season now if they don't resume the regular season with the worst record. That gives them an equal opportunity along with, um, I believe, the other two teams, the Cavaliers and the Hawks, right. for the number one pick. So let's say they get the number one pick. My 24-second shot clock question for you is, who should they draft? And I'm going to open up the sheet again right now. And why? Well, let me see the sheet. Well, please. If, if they've drafted LaMelo Ball, I'm going to disown myself <laughs> from the Warriors. Okay? I'm with you. I'm with no, you. No, seriously. I mean... I, the guy that I think that they'll probably do it if they kept him and did it would probably be Wiseman. Yes, I'm with you. I want him. I want James Wiseman. Well, they need a big guy. They do. I, I'm hearing great things about Anthony Edwards out of Georgia, but <laughs> James Wiseman, I agree. Hey, he's 6'5". What does he can do? Take Clay Thompson's spot or Wiggins' spot? Come on. I know. Seriously. I know. I, I feel like the, the great drafts, I feel like a successful draft is always. Pull up, but can you click on that and see if you can pull up, pull up Wiseman's stats if they pull yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, it's it. a very small sample size just uh, because of that weird scandal where I think he what, took something or stayed with Penny Hardaway for a little while. So the NCAA suspended him. Oh, okay. So he only played three games. In those three games, um, he averaged 19.7 points per game, uh, 10.7 rebounds per game. And that's right. it. Small sample size, but he has seven feet. Um, yeah, long, he's, seven he's mobile. One. He's, he's mobile. He's mobile. Yeah, but here's the thing. He also had he also had nine block shots. Yeah, you know. So that's and, three blocks a game. Not telling how many other ones he uh, altered or made him change. <laughs> right, his, his right position. I just wanted to just look and see how many minutes he played. They don't have them. Yeah, minutes. Sixty nine minutes. So that's not a tremendous amount of minutes either to put up those kind of numbers. That's those are nice numbers. Great field goal percentage yeah. uh, for for a big man. I'm happy with the free throw percentage. Hopefully that improves. Uh, yeah, seventy percent is yeah, but hey, at least it's seventy. That's yeah, exactly for a big man. Yeah, I'm, I'm taking it. Yeah. Most of these yeah. big guys are still. But I, I would I would think that if they were to take somebody, that that would probably be the guy that they would take. Yeah, I would like that. All right, time to take a quick break to talk to you about Simply Safe. With home security, there's two ways you can go about protecting your home. You can wait weeks for a technician to do a messy install that costs you a fortune, or you can get Simply Safe, the two time winner of CNET Editor's Choice Award. Simply Safe blankets your whole home in safety, provides outdoor cameras and doorbells that alert you to anyone approaching. Entry, motion, and glass break sensors guard the inside. You can set up the system all by yourself, and it only takes 30 minutes. That's really not bad. You'll have an army of highly trained security experts ready to dispatch police in a moment's notice on a 24-7 basis, and all it costs you is 50 cents a day. And home security, folks, is priceless. Go to simplysafe.com team today and you'll get free shipping and a 60-day risk-free trial you've got nothing to lose go now and be sure you go to simplysafe.com team that's simplysafe.com team cameo is is continuing to explode in popularity that is cameo.com if you want yeah. a personalized message from rick barry just go to cameo.com uh, you can follow Rick Barry on all social media platforms at Rick24Barry. Follow the show on Twitter at Warriors24Pod and follow me on Twitter at DocSurfRoadShow. Rick, always a pleasure. These are Yeah, and it'll be interesting to see what happens to, to, yes. for the next show and what we have to discuss. But yeah. just for everybody there, read up about this. 
follow the guidelines that they have just to make sure you kind of protect yourself, Correct. especially if we have, you know, you're an older person doing things and, and you've got some health issues, then you really need to take heed of everything that's being told for you to do to minimize your chances of catching this virus. Uh, if you're the other people, I don't think it's not a, it certainly doesn't seem like it's a life threatening situation, Correct. but certainly something that you would like to avoid if at all possible. And I hope they get, some better news in the in the days and weeks ahead to be able to control this in such a manner that we can get back to normalcy. I mean, because it's just crazy what's going mm -hmm. on right now. Very disruptive. I mean, in the meantime, are... I'm hoping to get back to play some pickleball <laughs> after my rib injury. <laughs> what happened? Can you, what happened there, brother? First of all, I was I tripped on a route walking back to my floating uh, little cabin after uh, I had dinner, and I didn't fall. I was carrying some stuff. But, you know, when you do that, you kind of turn to get in a position yes. to keep your balance and all. And I turn, obviously, in a weird way, and I strained the muscles in between my ribs. So, mm. But my uh, good buddy, actually a former owner of a team I coached in Fort Wayne, Indiana, uh, Jay Fry was an owner there. He's a physical therapist specialist guy, and uh, I went to get some treatment from him again today. I got mm. some uh, last week before I went out to see with the Warriors with uh, – with uh, Defy, the Defy partners and Neil and his people. Uh, so, yeah, so I'm, I'm feeling a lot better. And it's Good. killing me not to be playing pickleball because our weather's <laughs> been unbelievable. It's 81 degrees. It's oh, you know, wow. a few clouds in the sky. The humidity's not so high. My wife played early this morning pickleball, and I've been deprived of it. So I'm kind of – I'm not in a state of depression because I've learned to deal with things <laughs> and I don't ever let those kinds of things get me. You know, and I, here's the thing. I just try not to think too much about it. You right. Know? Right. And just move on, do what I have to do, what I can do. And deal with the things, you know, like you say, deal with the cards that you played, folks. That's what you got to do. So, all the best to you. God bless everybody. We'll uh, talk to you next time around. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.